How's it going, everybody? Here to do just a really quick podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm recording this to post on Twitter in hopes that somebody that I'm talking to sees it. I'm not going to name the person. If you hear this, you know who you are. But this is for every Star Wars fan, okay? Even though I'm, I'm making this because of the conversation I'm currently having, I'm saying this to everyone. If you've listened to my podcast for any little bit at all, you have heard me say say what I'm about to say before, but um, look, everybody comes to Star Wars for different reasons, okay, and and I understand that, you know, but to me, whether it's Game of Thrones, whether it's Lord of the Rings, whether it's Star Wars, whether it's Doctor Who, yada, 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 yada. You can make a whole list of other nerd fandoms, right? Dexter, you know, whatever. Here's the thing. If something is causing you pain, or if something in your life is something you don't enjoy, then why... Do you keep it around? Because... Just to throw an example out there. I loved... On Netflix, I loved... Season 1 of Lock and Key. I watched the whole thing in like two days. I I watched like half... On like the Friday it came out. And then I watched the other half the next day. And I loved it. I knew nothing about it going into it. Other than like... You know, it was a story written by Stephen King's son, which I'm a huge Stephen King fan. Um, And I loved it. Season 2 comes out. I have tried to watch episode 1 of season 2, like, five times. And I just can't get into it. It's boring to me. There is... I get, like, 15 minutes in, and I'm like, I don't care about anything that is happening. And maybe it's just my mind, mindset. Maybe it's just my mood. Or something. But, you know, I'm not, like, keeping trying to watch it and pretend like I want to watch it. No, I go and watch other things that I want to enjoy. I, you know, I'll try again eventually. I do want to see what happens in season two. Plus, I'm a big fan of a lot of the the young actors that are in it, so I want to support them. But, you know, I'm not going to waste my time with something that doesn't interest me. You know, so... For me, when it comes to Star Wars, Star Wars is like a religious experience for me, you know? Star Wars is the thing that, you know... Again, there's so many different aspects to Star Wars, you know. You have, like, the the, the Force stuff. You have the ships, the characters, the lore, the... You know, you can break it all down to several different, you know, to several different categories... My favorite thing in Star Wars is the morality or the lessons, the things that you can... The, the philosophy in Star Wars. Because those are the things that you can apply to everyday life. We don't have lightsabers in real life. We don't have the Force in real life, you know? So that's no different than, you know, Frodo putting on the ring and becoming invisible in Lord of the Rings. It's like, I can't do anything with that, you know? It's cool, I like it, I enjoy it, I'm not downplaying at all, but I'm just, you know, I'm just being real, 
You know, it, it's like, you know, we don't have that in real life. So that's where I enter Star Wars at. That's number one for me as the philosophy. And then everything else follows behind that. And because of that, and because of what I have been through in my life, through, you know, religious trauma growing up, you know, cancer, all sorts of other things, Star Wars means a lot to me. And so I'm kind of one of those fans that there it's not just it's not this thing that I'm unwilling to critique but it's like and it's not that I don't see the problems but it's like I don't feel the need to complain about it all the time you know like look you want me to complain about Star Wars I fucking hate Attack of the Clones like the only part parts of Attack of the Clones that I like is I like the Jango Fett and Obi-Wan stuff, and I like the arena fight to the end of the movie. From the second Anakin and Padme kiss, and they get taken out into the arena to the end of the movie, is great. That and Obi-Wan and Jango Fett and all of that, the detective story, literally everything else in Attack of the Clones is garbage. I, like, Hayden Christensen couldn't act to save his life. The romance stuff does not work for me. I don't like it. I don't like it, you know, um, I, you know, Rise of Skywalker, I loved Ben getting redeemed, and I loved, um, what I think is the best thing in Rise of Skywalker, I think Rise of Skywalker gave us one of the best lightsaber duels ever in Star Wars on the Death Star wreckage between Rey and Ben. Everything else in the movie, though? Sure, maybe some of it's fun, but ultimately, kind of forgettable, right? So look, if you want me to sit here and prove that I can criticize Star Wars, I can criticize Star Wars. I don't think everything is perfect. But the thing is, it's like... You know, it's it's one of those things like, I look at Star Wars, I look at Lord of the Rings, I look at Game of Thrones, any interest of mine I look at like a person right think of it like your girlfriend or your boyfriend your significant other does your significant other have flaws you know do they have the stinkiest farts in the world do they are they maybe a little messy do they you know whatever but do you still love them you know right you know you still love them you know do you want to break up with them because of the flaws that they have you know do you feel the need to go on twitter and talk about the flaws that your significant other has. It's like, I would rather spend my time as a fan talking about the things that I love about something than the things that I hate. Now, if I'm in a conversation with somebody and we're talking about things that we enjoy and we so happen to find ourselves on a topic where I have an opposing viewpoint or something like that, well, then that's one thing. You know, like if somebody starts talking about how they absolutely love Attack of the Clones... Well, I'm not just going to, like, be there and agree with them. I'm not going to just be like, oh, yeah, really? Oh, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to be like, yeah, you know, Tag the Clothes didn't really work for me. There are things in it I like, but ultimately as a movie, I think it kind of fails, you know? Like, I'm not just going to sit there and be like, you know? Like, honestly, out of the prequels, the Phantom Men- like, the Phantom Menace is my favorite one. Because I love Qui-Gon Jinn, I love Darth Maul, I love, I actually love Jake Lloyd as Anakin, seeing him as a kid. I love the pod racing. I think 
the pod racing scene and a Phantom Menace and Duel of the Fates where they're fighting Darth Maul are both of my favorite sequences in the prequels all together. Like, you know, like if you pick apart, you know, like the arena fight scene, you know, the Dooku and Obi-Wan and Anakin fight scene. If you, you know, look at Revenge of the Sith and Anakin and Obi-Wan's duel. Like if you pick, pick, pick all the epic scenes apart, I think... Both my top two favorite scenes are in Phantom Menace, the pod racing scene, and the Duel of the Fates fight. So Phantom Menace is my personal favorite one, you know. Um, but you know, but I'm not gonna sit here and talk about all the things that I don't like. Do I wish that maybe they toned down Jar Jar a little bit? Is Jar Jar really annoying to me now that I'm an adult? Yes, one hundred percent. You know, but like. Why talk about Jar Jar when I can talk about Darth Maul? You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, when it comes to Book of Boba Fett, when it comes to the things that Disney are doing, I, I, I just, and I'm not saying that this person, if you're listening, I'm not saying you are necessarily doing this, but I see a lot of fans that are picking apart what Disney is doing with Star Wars simply, I just call it what it is, simply because of how they handled the sequel trilogy. And I think if you know anything about Star Wars, you've done any research on the behind-the-scenes stuff, there is a lot of politics and there's a lot of shit as to why the sequel trilogy turned out the way it, it did. It is not as simple as just this one one thing or two things, you know? There was a lot going on. And ironically, the one movie that, you know, had the least amount of problems, that had the most, like... Um, whatever you want to call it, like people working together for a common goal, like is The Last Jedi. And it's the movie that, even though you can prove it in the numbers, most of us as fans, we're the majority, we love it. But the the minority, the people who don't like it, are really, really loud. And that's all people ever see are the people that don't like The Last Jedi. You know? And you don't see me, somebody who's in the majority, like always talking about like how much I love The Last Jedi and throwing it in people's face because I know how divisive it is, you know, you know, now if somebody asks me about how I feel about the last Jedi, I will tell them, look, I think it's the second best Star Wars movie we have. It's empire. And then it's the last Jedi. That's just my personal opinion. You don't have to agree, but that's my opinion, you know? And it's like, you can critique things and you can feel certain way about things, but be fair in your assessment, you know, saying that, you know, Andrew Garfield was a better, you know, had a better performance in Spider-Man than a CGI Luke in the Book of Boba Fett is not a fair equivalency. Like, even if he wanted to, Mark Hamill is too old to be able to play Luke in this time period. So the two ways are cast somebody or... CGI. And look, you know, I am somebody that was on the side of them casting Sebastian Stan. He's already in the Disney family. It really wouldn't be that hard with facial prosthetics. And even, like, they could even put a little bit of CGI on his face just to sort of pat on the edges, so to speak, you know? But he would be perfect. He's got the voice. He's got the, the facial structure. But they, they, but they don't want to do that. They, re- they want to Disney, you know, especially Lucasfilm, has always been at the forefront of technology. 
I mean, look at look at Phantom Menace. You know, I was just talking about the look. Look at what Phantom Menace did for technology. When Lucas was working on the prequels, they were creating technology. You know that wasn't there yet. You know they were in the middle of creating some of the technology that they used. You know they because you know I mean it's just like the original trilogy like. They needed certain things done to make certain things possible in the movie, and it didn't exist in filmmaking at that time. So for A New Hope, there was a lot of techniques that they created for Star Wars. And if it wasn't for Star Wars, we wouldn't have those techniques in film to this day. So Star Wars has always been at the forefront of pushing technology. Does it always look the greatest? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it doesn't. You know, like, look, I'm not here telling you that you should think CGI Luke is perfect and that it's not a little rough around the edges and that, you know, maybe they need to work on it a little bit more. But how many other Star Wars things can we say that about? You know, you know, I mean, look, just because of the fact that they're older movies now, let, let's look at the original trilogy. Plus, let's look at the special editions of the original trilogy. Look at all the stuff. You know, look at all the CGI, the unneeded CGI that Lucas added to A New Hope, you know? To me, I don't see that any differently than CGI Luke. If you can accept that, then you could accept this, you know? Everybody's making a big deal about CGI Luke, and it's like, look, am I telling any other fellow Star Wars fan that they have to just blindly love what Disney is doing? No. But if you're going to throw certain statements out there, and if you're going to throw equivalencies out there, make sure it's a fair equivalency. Right? Make sure you're saying a fair statement. Say what you mean. Because I am one of those people that, look, I will call you out if I see somebody say something really stupid. And it's like, look, if... You know, Far From Home had come out when Return of the Jedi did, you know, right? And Andrew Garfield was the age that Mark Hamill is right now. You don't think they would be doing the same thing with Andrew Garfield for No Way Home? What does performance and CGI have to do with anything? That's Mark Hamill's voice. Okay? They record his voice. All right. They also use f his voice from other things that he's recorded, right? They blend it all together. It's his voice. They just modulate it with robotics, you know, for these scenes. The only thing that is not Hamill is the body, the actual person you see on screen. The face is his, the voice is his. So you're you're not making any sense with what you're saying, you know, other than the simple fact that you would rather an actor rather than CGI. But, you know, your whole thing about bringing Andrew Garfield into the mix, that whole part of the argument doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. So, look, I want to be a fan that chooses to focus on the things that I love and not the things that I hate, you know, there's already enough divisiveness in the Star Wars community. 
I don't want to be one of those people that, you know, adds to the divide, you know, you know, I am someone that can find things to love in the prequels uh, uh, era, the original trilogy era, and the sequel trilogy era. I love it all. Is it all perfect? Hell no. But there are things that I love about everything. I love Daisy Ridley. I love Adam Driver. I love Ray Park, you know? Like, one of my friends, while I was going through cancer, paid for a cameo message for me from Ray Park. So I have a message on my phone that I keep as inspiration from Ray Park, you know? You know? So, you know, there are things that I love and I enjoy about everything, you know? It's... So it's it's one of those things where it's like, don't ignore the white, don't ignore the black, you know, but find a way to find that balance, the yin with the yang, you know, that's what you have to do. It's about finding that perfect balance. And that's what I try to do. You know, it's like, this is kind of, and, and this is just the philosophy that I keep from myself. You know, I don't expect everyone else to to follow this because we all have free will but for me what comes about any fandom whether it's harry potter or lord of the rings or star wars or whatever when i publicly talk about something i try to always stay on the side of positivity if i even think any anything that i say remotely could be taken negatively i don't say it i save those kinds of things for conversations that i have privately with friends you know and and, and my private time because I want to make sure I'm a force of, yeah, just positivity, you know? And that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm going to lie if somebody asks me something. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to beat around the bush. But it just means I'm not going to go out of my way to be a certain kind of way. So that is my bottom line kind of thing. But I hope anything that I say makes sense. I hope you understand. Thanks for listening.